I'm going to try and do this without looking at the script. <laughs> I am. Before, you you watch I'm... me. You watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to You Have Been Watching, the podcast that invites a different guest each episode to choose some of their favourite telly shows. They'll be choosing four of our shows from each... No, it's not our shows, is it? They'll be selecting oh. four... Oh, no. You're doing really well. Hello and welcome along to You Have Been Watching, the podcast that invites a different guest each episode to choose some of their favourite telly shows. They'll be asked to pick four separate shows from each of our categories and a couple of bonus choices as well. Why? Because they've won our made-up competition to spend a weekend away at a luxurious travel lodge in the heart of Preston. Kelly adapted on anniversaire! <laughs> Happy birthday in French. Uh, I, I think it's What is the Day of Your Birthday? Oh, thank you. Do you remember that song? Yes. It was like Kelly adapted on anniversaire. Translate it What is the Day of Your Birthday? <laughs> <laughs> did we used to play a game with a rag? We did, yeah. With uh, Francoise Ball. <laughs> Hello, Francoise. Do you think she's dead? Um, possibly. She I was in not. the 60s. She used to be in a double act with Mrs. Osmond. I hope she's dead. She used to shut doors on us. <laughs> she was horrible, wasn't she? Yeah. She never asked for the time once, and she said, that's for me to know and you to find out. Yeah. I was eight. What did you do then? I uh, found out. By uh, looking at the clock. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> she got a point then, didn't she? No, I hope she's alive and well. No, I don't. The husband's dead, though. The husband's dead. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that was French, and the, the French rag game was Jean Mouchoir, Livoula. Yeah, Mon Petit Mouchoir, qui veut recevoir, Mon Petit Mouchoir, qui veut recevoir, Mon Petit Mouchoir. If anyone knows what that means, mm. please, for the love of God, translate it for me. It must be Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> I, well, I think it's something like, come on, chase me now, follow and get the rag. Something like, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know French. It was a brilliant game, though, wasn't it? It was good. It was the French version of Duck Duck Goose. And bloody brilliant it was, too. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, other than, you know, crane fly season being at its height again. Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing? Yeah, we've, we've had crane fly day. It's just one day, really, isn't it, per year that we it, get it. Isn't that flying ant day? Oh, you're right. It's flying ant day, which you missed because I think you were inside that day. <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah. I hate it. Normally, it's at the end of August, but because of climate change, I think it's getting later and later. It's that one day when you go outside and all the flying ants are there and they're horrible and really scary. Here's a little trick for you. Their favourite colour is turquoise. So if you wear turquoise, the flying ants will go and stand on you. Really? Yeah. How do you know that they have a favourite colour? Because when I was about seven or eight, I had a turquoise shirt on. And on that day, they were clanging on me like (laughs) ants to turquoise, as the saying goes. But genuinely, don't wear turquoise on flying ant day. Really? Mm. That's a great bit of advice. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Well, you just reminded me, actually, I was uh, I was looking on the internet today. I was looking at my search engine, which was Bing. For some reason, it's, it's customised to Bing. Bing? Yes. What computer have you got? An Amstrad? <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, they give little hypotheticals and things. And I saw one and I thought I would uh, have a little look at it. And today it was about what species would you give wings to? A flightless species, if you could. And I was having a little think, and I, I wonder what you would think of that. Because immediately I thought of something defenceless, something that maybe always gets like run over or like fucked up, basically. So I thought hedgehogs. Mm. But then I thought that would be mental. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like kamikaze hedgehogs yeah. coming down. It would be like spiky parachutes. Um, that would be really painful and weird. So I wondered if you had any you know, thoughts on that at all. I think anything with wings certainly becomes a little bit scarier. Mm. Because a butterfly we know is beautiful, but if it flies towards you, you're still going, what the hell is... Oh, oh, it's nice. It's a nice one. And that's what identifies it. But whereas a wasp flies towards you, you're going, yeah, what is, oh, it's an evil one. It's an evil flying one. Yeah, I would remove wings from a wasp for sure because yeah. it makes it less scary, yeah. doesn't it? So it has to be an animal that yeah. is a nice animal and not one of the scary ones that we're adding wings to. Also, can't be a really heavy animal to begin with because the wings would have to be like Dumbo's ears <laughs> in order to lift up the weight of it. So it has to be a small creature, surely. Yes, probably. No more than, let's say, a small Labrador. 
<laughs> but bigger than uh, a millipede. That would be cute. Yeah. Not hedgehogs is what you're going to say. It's too scary. But okay, I'll go squirrel. Ooh. Now, isn't there a squirrel with wings? The flying red squirrel. Genuinely, isn't this a thing? Don't they like, aren't they able to like puff themselves up and then they use their body fur as wings and fly down? I do think it's a thing. Mm. I'm not going mad. No, I don't want to say you're wrong because you've said a few abstract things on this podcast series so far and I've poo-pooed you and you were right. I think a flying squirrel is a thing. I'll go with it. And it's more like bat wing, isn't it? Rather than a bird's wing. Yeah. It's about using their body and and expanding Mm, it. You might be right. Are you sure it's not some kind of lemur? No, I'm going for squirrel. Okay. I'm sticking with that. Okay. I trust you. Um, In response to which animal would I give wings to? Uh, Not sure, don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's hypothetical, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. But we're not just here to chat about flying wings and squirrels that come from the sky. We've got another guest on the podcast, and today the podcast guest is Josh Jones. Josh Jones, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant laugh. He's brilliant. Um, He's been on many, many TV shows. You can see him live up and down the country, which I'm sure we will mention, plug his tour. He is a hilarious and naturally comedic chap. He's one of the people that you see and you think he's instantly funny. So I'm looking forward to meeting him, seeing him, greeting him and um, maybe inviting him to my house for (laughs) for a a cup of tea and a chat. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, please do reply uh, in the new comment section uh, where you can ask us which guest you would like to see on the podcast and answer various other questions like what TV shows would you take to Preston? Be involved. Do your podcast your way. Or which animal you'd like to give wings to. Yeah, I'll make that this week. <laughs> no, I don't do it. Producer Jake, you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do it. <laughs> no, no nasty comments. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome to the Travel Lodge in Preston, Josh Jones. So here on You Have Been Watching, we imagine that our special guest has won a weekend away to a hotel room in Preston, where all they can do is lie back and watch telly. They'll be choosing four of their favourite ever TV shows and we'll be hearing why they've chosen them and what it means to them. We'll also ask them which television personality they want to spend their weekend with and what they'd like to eat. Welcome uh, to our today's guest. It's Josh Jones. Hello, Josh. Welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, hello. Okay. Oh, so now we're recording. Yeah. Oh, now we're, we're going to pretend like we haven't been chatting for 10, 15 oh, minutes. So we're, now oh, we're on. Oh, well, your audience have just missed out on some good ice hockey trivia. Would you say trivia? Probably. Yeah, chatter. Yeah, they like yeah. it unless they come from Sheffield, in which place we get multiple death threats yeah, from Sheffield. Because, because we're ice hockey commentators, or at the time of recording we are, by the time this goes out, may well have been found out once up to good. Yeah. Yeah, but Josh, are you well? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, I'm just um, just moving in the middle of moving house. So I've got a lot of flat pack furniture. I've not... I've never lived in somewhere unfurnished before. I've always rented like furnished. So like I put my bed up myself, put me um me drawers up myself. I thought, because I've got myself a manly boyfriend who works as a, in the building trade, I thought he'll fucking do everything for me. And then the selfish bastard has been at work all week. So I've had to do it all on my own. He didn't even leave me his toolbox. Uh, so I had to use my friend's toolbox. How weird is this? Right. Would I I sent my boyfriend a picture of my bed and he saw at the bottom of it a red screwdriver and he messaged me back saying, Who's the electrician? I was like, What do you mean? He was like, Well, that's an electrician's screwdriver. And he knew that I was using an electrician's toolbox. Just how random is that? That's a that blow. One of the mysteries of the world. That's a new that, Father Brown, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> a that's like a bloke, that in it. I've got myself. That a is bad. a bloke that knows things. I just don't know yeah. things. I think it's no mean feat you've done all your own furniture as well. I absolutely commend you for that. I didn't know you could get flat heads and well, not flat heads. I, I don't know what the other term is. Uh, screw, a screwdriver. Screw well, we know or... it's a screwdriver. No, but screw, screw heads and flat heads. What? I do don't you know? know. And my boyfriend will know, but I've just been using a screwdriver. Yeah, well, we talked to a friend yesterday who, like, um, he hosted sort of a barbecue which he wasn't supposed to or something when he was in his parents' house or whatever. And his dad came back and he knew exactly the type of rocks that he'd been cooking it on that wasn't actually cold. And it's just, it's a, like a dad's thing, a bloke's thing. How do they know that? Okay, the barbecue was disintegrated, to be fair. But uh... If my dad said, I'm going to sit you down and talk about certain types of rocks, I think I'd leave home. Yeah, And, I, and that... I need that financially. Yeah, <laughs> You never get that chat, do you? You never really get that moment. 
Well, that's fantastic. Good on you, Josh. And so you've moved back to Manchester. This is where you're from, yeah. isn't it? So sort of back yeah. To yeah, moved back, left London. Um, thank fuck. I hate that place. <laughs> so I um I like it as a visiting, but living there is too much, too too much money. So I'm back, um, cheaper rent. Um, I'm gonna have more time off. What's the top three worst things about London, do you think, Josh? The rent. I'd, I feel like I lived there for two and a half years and I feel like by the end of it, I was more miserable. I feel like it's a bit miserable. Also, it's a place that if you say to people, oh, I'm not really happy here, I'm not happy here, they're always like, give it another year. You need three years in London and then you'll love it. And I'm like, you're describing Stockholm Syndrome. That's what, <laughs> that is that's, so true. That's Everyone just walks just, fast. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of... When I said I was leaving, quite a few people were like, oh, can't hack it, can you? Can't hack it. And I'm like, are you staying here just to prove that you can hack it? Like, that's really sad. You're right. I think anywhere we have to stay three years before it gets good is possibly not a good place. It's like TV, a little bit of a segue there, when people say to you, oh, oh, the first two seasons, that they're really, really shit, but then it gets a bit better. You think, well, it, could it not start good, maybe? But when I recommend parks and recreation, I always say miss season one, you don't need it, go into season two. Right, should we get on with this? Should we get into some TV? Are you a telly head, Josh? you get a lot of time to watch TV? Oh. Plus, you're gigging in the evenings, but maybe in the days? I used to be massive into telly, and I still watch it quite a bit, but um, like, I'm just working a lot, so not as much as I'd like. I watch a lot of crime dramas, a lot of... Like anything with a Northern actress arresting people, I'll love it. Big fan of Vera, is it? Love Vera. Scott and Bailey's my favourite TV show of all time ever. Happy Valley, all that stuff. Brenda Blessing, the actress, she was the mum in Little Voice. Have you seen Little Voice? I've never Jane seen Little Voice. It's very, very famous, oh, isn't it? That was Jane Voice, one of her yeah. best roles, isn't it? Yeah, well, she went the same college as me, Oldham College. We have a great alumni. Oldham is a town in Greater Manchester, and it's a bit of a deprived area, but their BTEC drama course has absolutely smashed it. They've got Jane Oryx, Saran Jones, me. They're absolutely smashing life. The <laughs> not alumni, in the same year group. No, not the same year group. I actually, I don't know where I've put it because I've just moved out. Oh, I think it's here, look. I actually have a little um, frame photo of Saran Jones. Can I ask, what, what year did that go in the frame? So that was when I moved out of Manchester about about two and a half years ago, when I moved to London, my friend gave me this um, framed little photo of Saran Jones as a farewell gift. <laughs> does it go everywhere with you or does it stay where you're living? It, it's always moved with me when I've moved. It used to be. <laughs> It used to be in my bedroom, right, next oh, to my yeah. bed, on oh, the yeah. bedside cabinet. But then I moved it because if I had, like, a gentleman caller, mm. I remember one of them being like, is that your mum? And I was like, I wish. I had to explain how it's an actress that I've never met, and that's who, so that's who it is. And it was a bit weird, actually. It made me look quite weird. So now I either have it in the kitchen or in the living room because it's less weird. Mm, yeah, it's like great. how Catholics might have a picture of the Pope yeah. by their baby yeah. holy water. You've got Saran Jones. Yeah, I love. She's in my top three favorite actresses of all time. Um, but she went to the same college. But what I was saying, Jane Oryx went there. And um, but Little Vice, you have to watch it. Um, what a cast! Fuck me, Jane Oryx, Blender Blessing, um, Jim Broadbent. Is that his name? Broadbent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's he called? Hugh McGregor. I always yeah. remember Jim Broadbent for doing the voice of Brian the Snail in the Magic Roundabout film. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was my yeah. that was my VO awakening. <laughs> my, my Jim Broadbent is either Little Vice or um, the dad in Bridget Jones. Oh yes, that's true. You're a big fan of Bridget Jones, aren't you? I like Bridget Jones. Yeah, I think. I, well, yeah, it's all right. It's a staple of um, British rom com royalty. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's definitely amazing. If you had um, Colin Firth and Hugh Grant fighting over you, who would you go for? Now I'm dating a Northern bloke who's just a blokey bloke bloke. But my I've been dating guys for over 10 years. And until about two years ago, most of them were privately educated Southerners. Just love a bit of posh cock. And I do think <laughs> that that is mainly because I was brought up on Bridget Jones and Colin Firth was one of my sexual awakenings. Talking of posh cock, and I, we're not posh by any means, but this morning, yeah. genuinely... I, I got stung on the willy by a wasp. 
in the shower. Have you saved that? You did not mention to me. I just have. I just forgot about you got it. Stung on the... Yeah, I was in the shower and I got stung on a woolly but I was. It didn't even hurt that much. Whereabouts on the willer? Near, near, near the base. <laughs> I don't know. If that's, I don't I know. Think, if that's the I, official term. I, I think the base is the best bit to get stung. Really, because the tip would be absolutely excruciating, wouldn't the it? The tip would know. be tip would hurt too much. The middle would be too visible, but the base, growy pubes out. No one will know. So are we agree that the best place to get stung on the cock is mm, the base, and yeah. the worst place is the tip. Before we move on, just to get this to get yeah. this cleared up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Little Vice is a great film. Uh, we must mention first, Josh, you are on tour at the moment with yeah. your show uh, Gobsmacked, which is uh, currently touring uh, around the UK. Uh, you're going to all sorts of places, gracing the UK. Uh, what mm. can people expect from this show, of which they, of course, will buy tickets to? Because they'd be stupid not to. Um, so it's just stupid stories from my life. It's my second show. So I did my first, I've been doing stand-up eight years. I did my first solo tour last year. And now this is, it's like the second album syndrome of, oh, will it be good enough? But I've done it at the Fringe this year and worked on it um, all summer. And yeah, it's pretty fucking funny, to be honest. Like, it's not one of those shows that has a sad bit. I'm not going to change your mind on anything political. But there's a load of funny jokes, and if you want to learn some funny stuff about bumming, then yeah, come on down. Dare I ask? Can I ask? What's the what, is one? Can you say one thing about about bumming viewers might find interesting that's not spoiling the show? Well, it's more just um, the the preparation. A lot of straight people don't really know the preparation. Like they think there's poo involved. It's like, mate, I'm like I'm hollow, like a walking Easter egg when I'm getting bummed. There's nothing inside of me. Yeah, there's a talk a bit about that. I'd talk a lot about my new boyfriend um i have some stories about when i was violent um i did boxing and stuff so i've got loads of stuff about that oh amazing work we haven't seen it yet we've heard amazing things and we are going to come see you uh, on tour when you come down our way uh, in the beautiful place of borden let's get on with the show uh congratulations josh jones uh, you've won a luxury weekend break to the idyllic city of preston where you'll be spending all your time in the finest twin bedroom Preston's Travel Lodge has to offer. It's common knowledge there's little to do in Preston other than to sit in bed all day and watch television. We hope you have a pleasant stay. So we're going to get four television options for you that are broken down into different categories and a couple of bonus choices as well. But the first TV show is a show that makes you think of your childhood. So the one that makes me think of my childhood is a show called Bad Girls, which was on in the, started in 99, I think. Um, so I would have been seven, seven or eight. I remember watching it. My mum didn't really know what I was doing. I was just in another room watching Bad Girls. And then it took a like, I was watching it every week it came out. It took my mum like three or four weeks to see what I was watching. And then when she watched it, she was like, oh, fucking hell. Because like, it is like, I rewatched it recently, actually. And I can't believe that that was my childhood show that I connected to. Because one of the opening scenes is, because it's a set in a female prison. And one of the opening scenes is one of the guards getting sucked off for drugs. And that's, I was watching that at like eight years old. It's where I learned what a blowjob was. It's where I learned what a lesbian was. I didn't know what a lesbian was until Bad Girls. So I didn't know anything about lesbians or gays because I didn't even know I was gay then. Do you know what I mean? I didn't have any hormones in my body. So I was just like, bloody hell. It was a big learning curve and my mum never stopped me watching it. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. It was an ITV show, I remember. It might have been late 90s, uh, early noughties. Uh, and I think there was quite a few series of the show, something like that. I certainly remember it being on uh, when I was a child as well. It was, it, I, I was never allowed to watch it. I don't, I wouldn't, I would have been. I definitely would have allowed to watch it. My mum didn't like me watching Tracy Beaker because yeah. it was quite, uh, quite aggressive. And so I would have to sneak to watch Tracy Beaker. So there's no way I would have been allowed to watch Bad Girls. So you say someone got sucked off for drugs. I assume. That was, um, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, a favour for a favour rather than they were sucking out drugs from someone. Oh, no, they didn't suck drugs out of his wedge. Um, that would have been but, incredible. You've got to smuggle them in somehow. The guard would bring them in and then receive blowjobs for drugs. Because the guard was a guy called Jim Fenner. And he was a ba he was a very good bad guy. Like he's very good villain to hate. He was a piece of shit. And it was so relatable. One of those jobs of 
a guy in power who just uses all of his power and it just goes to his head and that's why he's in that job. It was funny as well because he always looked like my year six teacher who was a piece of shit and everyone hated him actually. So I kind of could see that sort of resemblance um, in him because my year six teacher was evil as well. He did bring his Labrador into school quite a few times which was nice but apart from that I didn't like him. Great knowledge on the names as well. Can you remember the names of some of the inmates, some of the bad girls? Yeah, they were the two Julies, Julie and Julie. Yeah, they were like really fun. And they were Yvonne, who she were like the fucking rock hard one who no one really fucked with. Um, I think she she was like the wife of like a gangster sort of thing. But um, yeah, there was the two the two Julies were the comedy relief, I would say. Yvonne doesn't sound like a name of a woman who should be in prison. No, she sounds like quite a kindly uh, sort of uh, you know elder. I mean, now uh, the hairdresser's called Yvonne. <laughs> no, she's the same person. It's the same actress who she was in EastEnders. Do you know the one with short blonde hair? Was she called Sheila or something? She's quite like. Oh, she's quite Shirley. Shirley. Did you Shirley? Shirley. Shirley. Carter. Ah, uh, so she's been yeah. typecast, hasn't she? Then throughout her acting. Yeah, and she. Yeah, but when she was Yvonne, she was like she were in like a leather jacket. She were hard as fuck. Her and Jim Fenner were the ones who would have the biggest sort of um, arguments and all that sort of stuff. But it was really good. It was a really good eye-opening into the prison system, which is what I needed at seven, really, actually. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was a great TV show. Presumably this was on post-Watershed, I-, I assume, Josh. Yeah, this was on like nine, ten o'clock or whatever. If uh, you stayed after Wild at Heart, you'd go <laughs> straight into that. Oh, I used to love Wild at Heart. Yeah. It was good when it's Sunday. Yeah, I think Sunday it was like night. after in between Dance on Ice before like the contestant yeah. show and then the results. Right. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda Alden, yeah. Is it Dupacy? Was that the name of the guy who worked? Um, the South remember. African guy. I'm sure it was something like that. Let's move on to show number two. And this is a TV show that gets you laughing. I'm guessing someone must have done Shit's Creek. Someone's uh, I think that. we've had it come up once. Yeah, yeah in the early days. Philip Joel, I think, before I Yeah, yeah. Well, about... in the early days. You can have um, that if you really want it, but go on. No, no, I'll pick one of us having a royal family. No, we've never oh, had one. You're talking about All right, let's yeah, go, yeah. let's do royal family then. That's fucking hilarious. I think that's one of the best British sitcoms. One, as someone who now works in comedy, it's so fucking clever because, like, obviously it got picked up. The writing was amazing, but also it would have been cheapest chips to make because it was all shot in one place. And that's what now I know when Eva was to try and write an idea for a script or a sketch or whatever. I, I always think too much. I start writing something about fucking aliens or something like that. And then I'm like, well, this isn't going to get made. Do you know what I mean? You need to bring it back. And the fact that Royal Family, they made it so fun. It was so funny. But then it was also just dead cheap to make. Yeah. So for anyone that hasn't um, seen it, because some younger generations won't have done, because obviously Caroline Ahern died probably about eight years ago now or something. Yeah. So she wrote it, she, with um, Craig Dave. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was literally just about a family. Um, I can't actually even remember where exactly they lived, but they were just a northern, normal, normal. It was in, I think it were in Manchester, but the dad's from Liverpool. Because I always joke, because my boyfriend's from Liverpool, so I always joke that he's Jim and I'm Barbara. (laughs) But I, um, but no, yeah, Craig Cash, I, I love him as well. Have you seen his other one, Early Doors? I've never seen Early Doors, but um, oh, we, nice. we, we absolutely we saw Rovers, didn't we? Yeah, we saw Rovers that he was in and some of the other stuff, which is obviously you can't get near mm. the royal family, but he's a genius. Early Doors is really good. Maxine Peake is in that a little bit. Yeah, I love the royal family. I think it's just one of the best um, best sitcoms. I love the when they do the hour-long specials. Um, the one with the nana just tears me out, right out my fucking chest. But it's just such a good show. So beautifully written as well. Another amazing episode is the the Ashes. I think that's another hour long special. You know, yeah. they break the urn and it goes everywhere. It's just absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like and... Liz Smith has died in every sitcom Ever. going. Actually, Vicar of Dibley, she went as well. Yeah. Is that what she called the actress Liz Smith? I just always just call her Nana. I always just call. 
call them their character names because it's just I can't see them as anyone else apart from them characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it shows what a great job they did. It was beautifully written, relatable. That's an absolutely brilliant choice. Yeah, yeah we haven't had that before. Have no, we? fantastic. Let's move on to your first bonus option. And this is the television personality that you're going to spend a weekend with uh, watching these shows in the Travel Lodge in Press. And it could be an actor, actress, uh, could even be a comedian, could be a friend of yours, uh, could be anyone you like. But it's someone who you're going to watch these shows together with for the whole weekend in Preston. Do you know what? I'd probably, um, he's not really a TV personality, but his personality is great on TV. Louis Capalda. Oh, that would be a good one, wouldn't it? That would be a great one. He's, he's one of the only people, because you get loads of people like, they could be a comedian, they could be a comedian, and I think, no, they fucking could not. But he's one of the only people, I'm like, he probably could be a comedian, he's super funny. And I would love to just chill out with him in Preston and watch TV. One of those people who's just been so lucky to be let loose on anything at all, or, or whether he's been giving advice not to, he just didn't give a shit and, and does his yeah. own thing. Uh, the, amazing, that clip with, um, uh, was it Nagger on BBC Breakfast? Uh, yeah. About rim jobs and all that kind of thing. Oh, he was fantastic in that. Because I've worked with her before as well, and I said something and you could see her get a bit like, Whoop. Yeah, yes, this was was this on Rod Gilbert's show because I saw it yeah. a while ago, and she's quite yeah. stony faced, isn't she? She were she were really nice, but you know she we we come at it from two different angles. She tells the news every day, so has to be quite straight faced or whatever. Whereas I wrote fucking countless cum jokes, do you know what I mean? So like it's a very different vibe and I say whatever I want whenever I want to say it. I don't really give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you can see with her, she asked with that job, if you work in the news, you have to be very like don't give too much away, sort of thing. Yeah, literally last week uh, a friend of mine in Salford uh, nearly got run over by a car at a crossing, shouldn't have crossed. And he looked up and it was Naga Manchetti. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What, she was driving? Yeah, she was driving. What's she driving? I don't know. I can't remember. Probably something nice and flash, maybe a Range Rover. Ooh, yeah. Mowing him down. Yeah, I know. No regard for pedestrian safety whatsoever on that occasion, I must say. Otherwise, that's liable. It's not going to be Naga, it's going to be Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant option. He's a really funny guy. <laughs> Let's talk about telly some more. Let's go to your third TV show, and that is a TV show that gets you sweating. Oh, what, like, gets me real, like, pissed off sort of thing. It, you can interpret it however you like. Uh, I don't know whether to decide. I've got two that I can't decide. One's a cop drama, and one's reality TV. Which one would you rather? Oh, let, let, let's have a few pros and cons for both. Why do you like them so much? So, um, me... Um, me guilty pleasure, biggest guilty pleasure is um, Made in Chelsea. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love that, it. That posh cop coming back in again. Yeah, it, it is. It, it honestly, it kind of is. But uh, I love it. I just, um, I just, I, do you know what I love about it? Is that they're all privately educated, but it makes me feel better because none of them are making any good decisions. So it's like, oh, you can have all the money in the world and you can still make yourself look like a fucking dickhead. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of why I love it. And it's just so much drama. And this might be offensive, but when it's like a posh voice, I just find that dead funny. Like, I think they'll probably think I sound funny, but when I hear, like, no, no, how dare he? He's a wanker. I'm like, you sound so stupid. I love it. So that just gets, because they're all shagging each other. They're all cheating on each other with each other. And it's just great, Telly, just watching posh people um, backstab their friends. And I find it funny because I'm 30 years old. I couldn't imagine just having, like, a full-blown argument with a friend. Like, grow up, you're an adult. Like, if there's a problem, have a conversation, do you know what I mean? But these these are full-blown adults having these massive tantrums on tv and what i love about it is that they're all like business owners because of it they've all like owned their own nutrition company or whatever so they'll be shagging someone well they don't show them shagging on telly but they'll be like getting off with someone on telly and then getting off with their best friend and then having an argument with someone and then 
um, having an affair on TV. And then they go into a boardroom and try and sell the nutrition bars, which I find so funny. I just think that's ridiculous. Uh, so that that show gets me a bit like, I love just listening to the drama. I mean, you say you wouldn't get in a full-blown argument with a friend, Josh, but I've heard you speak before about the time you were play fighting with your ex-boyfriend and you broke his leg. Oh, yeah, but that, that, was, a, that, was, that was by accident. So oh, I'm yeah, sorry, sorry. Is that what the jury decided? No, that was by accident. Um, so, yeah, and because he's already had a knee problems, cause, um, but then we were toy fighting and he slipped and uh, his leg. Is toy fighting the same as play fighting or are you playing with toys and figurines? No, we were <laughs> play fighting, yeah. No, it was his leg. We didn't have fucking Barbies out and then he, <laughs> uh, he's like, no, but... Um, and you had to go to the hospital no. with him then, I assume? Yeah, we had to go to the hospital with him, yeah. So. <laughs> you must have felt so guilty, even though it was an accident. No, but it wasn't my fault, really. We were tie fighting and he fell over and he's like... <laughs> and, like, so I didn't feel that bad, really. But I yeah. did feel I did feel a bit weird because it was an accident, but... It, we didn't know what to say because, you know, it looks like I did it on purpose, <laughs> which I didn't. So then we just sat in the hospital bit and um, they're like, whoa, like, what's happened? And I'm looking at him like, yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, <laughs> so I felt a bit bad about that. Oh, well, I don't know if it'll hurt you. But when we were younger, um, with my brother, I think we were like young enough to be in a bath together. And I told we had there was like a like a play syringe type thing. <laughs> I wasn't in a crack then. So my mum is like a nurse, or she had some syringes, like for Calpol administry or something. We were playing around with them with water. Syringes. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, not like little suckery things. Yeah, it's not got a needle. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So you can like squirt yeah. water at the top. And I told my brother to squirt it right up to, so we had a light, not above the bath directly, but just like a bathroom light. And I told him to squirt it, and he did. And the whole light um, exploded. The, the whole glass oh, exploded. No. All the glass came shattering down. It went everywhere in the bath, everywhere on the floor, nowhere on me, and a huge big bit of glass stuck into his foot. Oh. And I thought that was a job well done, to be, to be honest. Yeah. I Well, I, me... And my siblings have all been hospitalised once by each other, at least. Oh, God, what was the worst? Well, the one that happened to me is I've got a big scar on my arm there. Can you see that scar? Oh, yeah. And that's from when my brother threw me over and his head and my bone popped out. And then, um, so they had to put a metal screw in my arm. And then my eldest, so that was my brother, because I've got, like, one brother who's the same mum and dad and then two other siblings as well. And I'm the youngest, right? Um, but my eldest brother, he had a metal baseball bat and I twatted him round the head with that uh, of course. as well. Unprovoked, when, obviously, I would hope. When, yeah, when I were about seven, because he would do my head in. Because basically, I was the youngest and I used to grass on him all for smoking and stuff. And I remember once... Where I was telling my dad that they were smoking because my dad would give me 50p if I grasped on them, right? So sometimes I would just make shit up. And <laughs> if I got two 50ps in a day, I could get a nickel block of glory from the ice cream van. Anyway, so I used to grass on him for all this stuff. And then obviously, because that's a real shitty thing to do, they used to beat me up. I remember once where my sister and my brother were like pinning me down, and my other brother had a wet towel because he took my top off, and we're just like, like whipping me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but worth it for the knickerbocker glory. Yeah, but I got a knickerbocker glory, so it was all right. Uh, talking of injuries, I don't think Elliot knows this. I've deliberately avoided telling you this if you don't know this about Josh. Haven't you got? Do you call it the? Do you call it a bum finger? Yeah, I got my finger amputated and so back on when I was trying to escape what? from. I thought you'd like school. this. I knew you'd like this. It is an amazing story. Were you climbing a fence or something, Josh? Yeah, I was escaping from primary school and I got the finger chopped on. Do you know the free? Uh, do you know the metal fences with the free spikes like that? Yeah, and I got, yeah. I got my finger stuck in there and I fell off and the finger stayed on. Uh, so then, oh they had to, so then the finger got sewn back onto me. And, and they got this skin graft from my ass, so that's why they call it my bum finger. Yeah, I don't know what they've put in it, but it's like it's eight-hour operation because you have to sew all the nerve endings back together. What so, were you escaping that was so bad at primary school? I just wanted to go home, do you know what I mean? I just yeah, play, watch bad girls, got to be yeah, done, yeah. Inspired by it. 
Probably because I were watching bad girls. I just thought, you know what? I, I think I'll be all right in prison. I'm wagging school. I'm going home. We actually know someone who did that very same thing. Do you mean, I, I won't say it. Well, you are going to I've said it now. Okay, yeah. What are you going to do? Shoot me. <laughs> yeah, he did exactly the same thing, didn't he? And his mate filmed the aftermath of that where the yeah. finger was still in the uh, still in the fence. And, and Guy Ravenhill will say his name twice now. Yeah, like, he said it once again. Wasn't he? Yeah. And uh, our school, did he get his a, finger back? I think he, I, I think he did get it sewn on like you. Um, but there was yeah. also another boy at school, um, who we nicknamed Noto Joe, who'd had his toe um mowed off by his granddad, who was um doing a lawnmower in the garden. Oh. Big toe as well. Big toe. So we called him Noto how, Joe. How was his balance? <laughs> it's actually all right. You think it'd be like a cat when they chop the whiskers off, but actually, as far as I can yeah. see, it was all right. And he's actually, a drummer now. And actually, before Noto Joe, he was no eyebrow Joe because he had no eyebrows before. Yeah, but he's oh. chose drumming because he can sit down doing that. Yeah, he couldn't do football. That would have been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. He couldn't sell feet picks either. Well, but yeah. it's a niche market, it might be. He might not be able. To, he might not be able to do like a marching band drummer. The walking might throw him off. Yeah, but... that career is now gone. But it's a yeah. big shout out to Noto Joe. He, he knows where he is. He knows where he. Oh, he knows where he is and who he is. You know, I he's spoke to him in years. Uh, Let's pop down then, Made in Chelsea, okay. as the uh, the show that uh, gets you sweating. I think that's good. What was yeah. the other one that was potentially going for Scott and Baylor, which is my favorite TV show of all time? Well, if that's favorite. TV TV show of all time. We've got a free hit coming up. We so do have a free hit. Back, so your fourth TV show uh, is a free hit. Any TV show of any genre at all that you can put into it, will it be Scott, Scott and Bailey? Then? Yeah, I thought that was coming. So <laughs> oh, for okay. people that haven't seen that, that's Saran Jones, isn't it? And um, Leslie. Yeah, Leslie Sharp. And so me, uh, me go to my. Have you seen it? I've seen bits yeah. of it because we love Sally. My, Wainwright, uh, so my selling point of it is um, I describe it as two female detectives in Manchester solving crime and balancing family life. And I just think that's just great. But um, each season's brilliant. There's one specific season, which I don't actually want to say what season it is because I'm going to give it away. But like, from you think the first crime is like, oh, maybe that's just it. But then loads comes out and it's a very like about this couple that have been burying people in the patio for years and it ends up just being fucking great TV. Fred and, and Rose West style. Yeah, it's very Fred and Rose West. I, 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 he hadn't actually heard of Fred West yesterday and I said I'd get it into a podcast. Yeah. I've I'd never heard of him. You'd never heard of Fred I, West and Rose West. Who were they? I don't know. Have, have you heard of Myra Rindler? That's exactly no. why I brought, I brought up Myra. I don't, everyone seems to know all these famous yeah. killers. I've never heard of them. I brought up Myra Rindler uh, yesterday because we were doing interviews with someone is that, might be called is, Myra. Is, <laughs> all I was saying is that if Monica Dolan is in a show, she's always the killer. And I feel like she's played after these people before. Is that the canoe one? Is that Fred Rose West. No, that was a show called Appropriate Adult with Dominic West. No, that was the man in his yeah. canoe. <laughs> no, no, Dominic West was doing Fred West oh. in, uh, in another show, yeah. Well, yeah, Myra and Lee and Ian Brady are the Moors murderers, and that's yeah. Manchester murderers. I've known of them since I can remember. It's quite weird, Al. I don't know if it's maybe just my family are quite weird, but it's just something we brought up on. And also, so they killed... Is this too dark, this, actually? I'm talking no, about it's great. It's brilliant. Yeah, but yeah. So they... So the Moors murderers killed kids, right? Targeted kids. And um, this was in, like, the 60s and um, stuff. And my, my dad was born in 1959, right? So so when my dad was about four or five, my auntie Pat, um, my great-auntie, took me dad um, to the hairdressers with her. And because this was back in the day, she just left my dad in the car, didn't really think anything of it. And this was like halfway through, like about three of the kids had already, you know. So my grandma always tells this story because my dad got out of the car and was missing for a full day. And full day? A full, like, a full day because he went, got out of the car and just wandered off and then just went missing for like a full day. Luckily he was found and it was nothing to do with that. But three kids had already gone missing by this point. So my grandma was like, but like it was a different time people would just leave kids in cars because that's why um, and that's why it, one of the reasons why they, they would get away with it because it would be Myra who would get the kids and like no one thought oh you can't trust women 
Do you know what I mean? So, um, anyway, a little side note wow. on the Moors Murderers. Is that, is that a little exclusive about your dad? <laughs> that is absolutely yeah. incredible, Josh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but also, there was, like, my mum... Um, so, <laughs> there's a guy who lived near my mum's house, and I've always remembered him, because even when I was a kid, I found it dead funny that it was called Willie, right? <laughs> I well, I'm glad found... that's what you were laughing about, and not another Moors Murderer. <laughs> no, right? no. That's what I was laughing at, because I just think that's dead funny. And then I'm 30 years old I should be more mature but the fact that a grown man is called Willie I think he's said <laughs> anyway so <laughs> but Willie and I can't remember his wife but she um I always remember my mum telling me that she lived on the street and was friends with one of the kids that went missing. So I feel like uh, my parents' age group and the part of Manchester that I'm from, it's kind of, everybody kind of has some sort of story or... Because my dad's house, uh, he don't live there anymore, but my dad's house that he had when I was a kid, that was a 15-minute walk away from where they lived for a little while. Yeah, God made it a bit more depressing speaking about the Moors murderers. Sorry for that. <laughs> no, not at all. It was educational. Every, every, as you say, every place has got their own little thing. Our little story where we live is a tiny little market town, sort of in Hampshire. Mm. And our little local story is called um, The Legend of Fanny Adams. Yeah, it? Sweet Fanny Adams. Yeah, it's buried yeah. next door. I've yeah. heard of Fanny Adams, yeah, but I don't. Yeah. It's where Sweet FA comes from as well, yeah. like the, the meaning of it. We've got Sweet Fanny Adams, uh, a girl who was chopped up into little blocks, and Alan Titchmarsh. Yeah, that, that's, that's our go-to sort of cultural uh, my mum fancies Alan Titchmarsh yeah well um, you know if she ever wants to write to him he will not write back mm-hmm. because my god we've tried he, he's replied once actually hasn't yeah. he? we can exchange you know his address for perhaps you know a bit of money or... to be honest though I bet like I bet he'd find it hard picking up a pen the amount of gardening he's done I bet his hands are like fucking rocks his hands will be like, do you know the thing from Fantastic Four? That'll be Alan yeah. Titchmarsh's. I don't think, I think he'd snap every pen in half. <laughs> He's got a bloody good garden, though. Oh, yeah. Well, from think, what you can see. Well, I think it's still paid for by the BBC. You reckon? I think I think that's in some sort of thing. But yeah, if you look through the little brick wall mm. or the little fence that you don't snap your finger on as you go through, you can see he's got a lovely garden and a little bench. That's nice, isn't it? We just pick up the scraps yeah. of work that he can't do, like yeah. turning on the Christmas lights because he can't be bothered, which is actually yeah. fair enough, you know. Yeah, but imagine imagine the sort of pressure he must feel. If, if one stone is out of place, he'd probably have an heart attack because everyone's going to look at his garden and hope it's like the best thing ever. Like if I went to Alan Titchmarsh, I'd want the trees to move, like in Lord of the Rings too. Do you know what I mean? They start <laughs> carrying the hobbits to Isengard. Like I, ex- I'd expect too much now. Or like the most incredible topiary, like, yeah. like oh yeah, trees and hedges in the shape of zebras and Rubik's. Oh, like Willy Wonka sort of garden with chocolate going through the river sort of vibe. That yeah. I'd expect too much now. A couple of daisies <laughs> ain't going to cut it. <laughs> we'll try and get a side photo to your mum from yeah. Alan. Did he actually get to say anything? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, no, bugger, no, sorry. sorry. We, we interrupted you. And yes. I'm so sorry. So, no, well, not we, at all. So Scott and Bailey, to. wasn't it? But anyway, just watch it. It's good. I, I, I took up too much time talking about the Moors murders. But, yeah, Scott and Bailey, it's just the best TV show. Some of the crimes are great, but them, um, I just love it. I love it. And the, it's um, them two and then their boss, who's Amelia something. She was in Partridge. I can't remember her name. Um, Amelia, but she's she's fucking incredible in it and so funny. I always remember they did a promo every single year. And it was like those two walking down like a prison cell in slow motion. I think Saran was always like in a white top, and it was always like one shot of one of the faces, one shot of the other faces, then both of them walking, looking at each other. And then that was like the classic promo they do every single yeah. year. Well, it is funny as well because a lot of the actors who come in for a season and play like one of the criminals or whatever, they've all been in other Sally and uh, Wainwright stuff. So, like, it's quite interesting because a lot of them play different uh, characters. Like, do you know, is it Ned in... um... Happy Valley, the one whose daughter goes missing in season one. In um, Scott and Bailey, he plays the best. Well, I've, I've given it away, but he's the one who we were saying looks like the Fred West one. He plays the best. Is that the getting best... revealed on the last episode, John? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> but he play he plays the best villain you'll ever see. And also, it's quite weird, he's an Everton fan, him, that actor. Oh. Um, and he's got a podcast called Talking the Blues, 
which is about Everton Football Club. And I only know that because my boyfriend listens to it because he's an Everton fan. And I'm like, oh, he was in Scott and Baylor. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I digress again. Um, no, no, but, it's great. It's no, great. Re- re- really, really nice. Yeah, as I said, ne- never watched it religiously, seen episodes, we remember the promos. Yeah. And as a genre, am I right in thinking it's not it's not as hard hitting, is it? It's like, you know, Top Boy or This Is England, but it's not Heartbeat or Wild at Heart, is it? So it's somewhere in between, right? Yeah, there's the solving murders and rapes. So it's not like, you know... It's not Sunshine and Rainbow. It's not an no, it's not Call the Midwife sort of vibe. But there's a lot of... There's loads of good stuff in it. Let's move on to your last bonus choice. This is the unlimited food uh, item that you get to eat throughout the entire weekend in Preston. Watching these shows with Lewis Capaldi, what food are you going to have on repeat? So it'd be more snacks, not like pies then. It could be a pie if you um, want it to be. We're pretending I you don't get full. It'd be a bit much, I think. If you have too much pies, I won't get bummed for the month. So I'd, uh, I have to limit it myself. Up, does it? You yeah, will no longer uh, be a hollow Easter egg. You'll be yeah, full of pack no. of pies. Yeah, so I have to then... I don't know what do I love when... Do you know what? When I'm like watching stuff, I love a bit of like... Give me a bit of tapasy sort of vibe where I just pick loads of different stuff. Do you know what I mean? Love a bit of um, bit of crackers with cream cheese. Get a little bit of salmon on it. Boom. Oh, oh, you bitch! That is my favourite food item. It literally is a rice cake, a be yeah. good to yourself Sainsbury's rice cake with some cream cheese on it and some smoked salmon. Oh fuck me! It's just awesome. I know you like it because you just called me a bitch. She was like, yes. oh, you bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Josh, it was a good bitch. <laughs> you went back into your commentator voice. Oh, <laughs> you bitch. What a strike, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not lie. When you said a cracker, that's not the first thing that came to my mind when I thought of Spanish tapas, Josh. But you know what? It's absolutely No, gorgeous, but like tapas, mayo, lazy, but I meant like, Finger food. Of course, yeah, yeah, But yeah. I do like tapas. If I'm watching an episode, if I'm what, binging a series of Happy Valley, I'm not going to start making patatas bravas. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> making me own aliole. It's what I watch the <laughs> fucking show, do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you can have a couple more things on this plate as well. I think that's only fair. So you've got some crackers, some cream cheese, some salmon. What other finger foodie items do you enjoy? Let's have two more. Scotch eggs. Yeah, so the, we're talking but, really, we're talking party food, aren't we? Like classic party yeah. food. Yeah. Love a bit of party food yeah uh, yeah anything really oh garlic bread obviously mm. anything like just some mozzarella sticks this guy so i will only eat garlic bread in every single restaurant he ever goes to it's the same starter unless unless we go to like yeah. a thai or an indian or whatever it's mm. garlic bread every single time if, no if they've got garlic bread with cheese on the menu i will have it because every it time. is it is awesome it's a gamble because i don't really like slices but if they've got it on a chia batter or it's a flatbread one you're in business it's just awesome do you know which one i really like um, in Chiquitos, right, they do the tortilla one, and it's Ooh. nice because it feels very light, but it's not. Oh, that takes me back, that one. I haven't had that in years. No, I got right. a Chiquito. It won't clog you up for bumming as much as perhaps a pie. No, well, I, I, I still wouldn't be doing it the night of getting bummed. But, right, you so know. Chiquito would be on a separate occasion. Yeah, well, I'd, what we, if you need to know, a lot of the times we plan the bumming first, so... My boyfriend will come around, we'll do the bumming, we'll get re-showered, then we'll go out and eat. Because then I can eat whatever I want and not, you know, be feared of someone shoving a dick up my ass. Yeah, you're free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds absolutely delicious, Josh, the, the tapas, that is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so not the dick in the ass. Thank you very much for that. Um, okay. that. That snack is locked in. Well done. Yes, so that's your choice. You've got a TV show that makes you think of your childhood, that is Bad Girls, a TV show that gets you laughing, The Royal Family. Your television personality is Lewis Capaldi. A TV show that gets you sweating is Made in Chelsea. Your your free hit is Scott and Bailey and your unlimited food item is a little party tapas, some crackers, cream cheese, salmon, your bitch, scotch eggs, mozzarella <laughs> sticks, garlic bread. That sounds bloody great to me. That does. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Are you, good, are you good with being in sort of in confined spaces? Because you are locked in this for the whole weekend. We're talking Saturday, Sunday, Friday night, probably. That's part of the weekend. So you're locked in for that whole time. You can have a window ajar if you like. Are you going to be okay with that? Not really. I, I like to walk. So I'm literally, after this, I'm meeting. I've got a Friday night off, which is very rare for me. And I'm going for a meal with my friend. And she lives on the opposite side of town. It's like a two and a half hour walk and I could just get an Uber, but I'm going to walk because I love a walk. 
Good for you. Yeah, we love a walk. Yeah. There was one thing I'm going to say, which was you were starting to say something before we recorded, and we do. You don't have to say this. It was something about shitting yourself. Were you going to say shitting yourself on stage, and we never came back to it? No, I have had to run off. I've I've got off stage oh. quicker because I needed a shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. We've all been there. I've been doing this eight years, and I do it six nights a week a lot of the time. So you know, occasionally I I went. <laughs> I went on stage once, right? Where, right? Well, this is actually embarrassing. But I went for a, I went for a piss, right? And it, I was doing a big festival gig to about two thousand people, and I, you know, they were like just the bathroom, and they were knocking on the door like, "Josh, you're going to be on stage in like two minutes, so come on, come on." So I finished my wee and I did my little shake. Of, you, know, <laughs> you must you do know, a shake, of course. You, you know, you know the shake. So I did the little shake, washed my hands, and then went back out. And I didn't realise till um, like after when people were tagging me in photos. I should have done one more little shake. I could just see a little piss, little little bit of piss, uh, <laughs> and I was so embarrassed because people were tagging me in photos, right? And I, I, I didn't, I would, yeah, I looked like, but I knew it were there because I, I was conscious about it when I were on stage because I was like. They've really rushed me before me wee year. So now I make sure I wee at least like 10 minutes before um, my stage time. Because, I, I, yeah, I used to leave my wee too close to getting on stage, I think. And then that's quite dangerous because if you don't have enough shakes, you if, you know what I mean? If you're in light trousers, you're fucked. What's optimum so, number of shakes, would you say? What's your number of shakes? I normally just, like, proper shake it until it's, like... <laughs> I don't just stand there in the urinal just fucking looking like I'm whacking one out. But I, <laughs> I, I, well. I, I do, like, a proper good couple of hard shakes. I, I go at it like one of those old-town criers, like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake that like shit when, Like when a hose pipe accidentally <laughs> yeah. unfolds itself yeah. from, the, from the wall. Yeah. Now, now, now. Well, there we are. Josh Jones on You Have Been Watching with Luke and Elliot. Luke, do you feel you know all about bumming now? Are you ready? <laughs> I do feel pretty well educated. More than we bargained for, perhaps. Um, what a hilarious guy. and What a trademark voice as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's one of those voices in the world that you just instantly connect with and you just instantly love. We had such a wonderful hour with him, didn't we? We were, we were chatting uh, for about 15, 20 minutes and we hadn't even recorded yet. We were getting on so well. One of those people who we hope to remain friends with for a long, long time. We learned a lot as well, I feel. Optimum number of willy shakes post we. Um, we agreed the best place to be stung by a wasp is the base of the knob. Yeah, it was very <laughs> willy-based, wasn't it? It was a bit. I don't know if you remember this, um, but when we were in a show last Christmas, we were just about to go on stage and I went for a wee and I dripped down the front of my trousers just like Josh. <laughs> so I had to rush into a cast member's a dressing room and it was the person who was playing the lovely beautiful princess who on stage in front of kids is so charming and, and wonderful and everything is like Disneyfied. and if the kids had known 15 seconds before she was on stage she was she was drying my groin area with her hairdryer it might have killed the magic for them but she did save me in that circumstance do you know she also saved me because I know who you're talking about because I used to get really dry skin during that run of my hands and she let me this lovely moisturiser which was for um, breast uh, moisturisation. Yeah, it was nipple cream, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for chafing nipples, yeah. That is amazing. Very kind. Please do go and buy tickets to see Josh on tour. His show Gobsmacked is touring throughout the rest of this year and going into 2024 now. So please do buy your tickets for that. We will be going to see that ourselves. Yes, indeed we will, my <laughs> mucker. That's Fred West impression again. Yeah, we might see you there, but at which one? Go to the mall and try and meet us live. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. We'll be back next week for more shenanigans and um, well, jokes, I suppose. Mishaps and all sorts. <laughs> yes, we are at Luke and Elliot Comedy at Instagram, and this is You Have Been Watching. Keep listening. Please, please, yes. please. <laughs> we need the viewing figures. We're on our knees. <laughs>